thankful for that. Any other questions? We need to move on here. Let's get into the Word. Why don't we do that? Real quick. Real quick. Um, I want to bring a quick message tonight. And the title of the message is Too Stupid to Quit. Um, now, I know you're not supposed to use that word, stupid. Um, please, I ask that you would forgive me if you're offended by the use of that word, stupid. Uh, again, the title is not a reference to any of you. Okay? It, it, it points at me. Um, so I think I might be too stupid to quit. Why, why would I think that about myself? Um, if you'll give me a few minutes here, I'd like to give you a few examples in my life that might lead me to think that it is possible, it is possible, that I might be too stupid to quit. Uh, think back to the days when you were in school, grade school. And I see a lot of young kids here. They're still in school. Did you ever want to quit school? Did you ever want to quit school? I went through the same public school system from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. I didn't quit. Yeah, a lot of people do that, Brother Bill. A lot of people go through school and they don't quit. Well, they don't quit going. They just quit learning. How about your job? Think about your job. Did you ever want to quit your job? I worked for the same employer for 19 years. 19 years, a good job. You know, in all those years I didn't work at the same job. You know, I, I worked up my way up the ladder, so to speak. Um, I don't know, maybe I was just too stupid to quit. But, uh, and again, you probably think a lot of people do that. A lot of people, they never quit their job. Well, they don't quit their job. They just quit working. Uh-oh. You know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that there is an all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful God of the Bible that never quits. Never quits. Uh, if you've ever heard my salvation testimony uh, you would know that God used several different people on several different occasions to bring me to that point, that understanding the, of the saving knowledge and grace of the Lord God. My wife Jennifer would witness to me, tell me about Jesus. I had coworkers that would leave Bible tracts around the workplace and they would witness to me. People from the church came out, knocked on my door, witnessed to me. The preacher, Pastor Arnold, preached the gospel every time he was in the pulpit. I remember one Christian man, Brother Jeff Cady, he come to my house, and I, I even let him in. I let him in, and and, uh, you know, we talked, and he eventually led me down the Romans road. He opened up the Bible, and he showed me verses. And 
He made sure I understood, and he brought me to that point. Bill, would you like to be saved? And I distinctly remember saying, nope. And, you know, he got a puzzled look on his face, and he said, well, do you understand everything? Oh, yeah, I understand it. He says, well, I think he was a little flustered. And he said, would you like me to go through it again? And I said, yeah, sure. So twice in one visit, Brother Jeff Cady led me down the Romans Road and brought me to that point again. Bill, would you like to be saved? No. I'm sure Brother Cady left my house that night just shaking his head. Um, but I, my testimony, I would go to church. I would eventually make it to the church house and hear the preaching. And I remember the invitation that night, Pastor Arnold, inviting people to come and get saved. And I finally, I let go of that pew and came forward. And uh, Pastor Arnold brought someone to help. And who do you think it was? Brother Katie. Brother Katie come up and he says, Bill, I know, I, you know, we've been down this before. I know you know it. But he asked, do you want to go through it again? And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, if anybody can mess this up, it would be me. So I said, yeah, Jeff, let, let's go through it again. Jeff was a very patient uh, Christian, and he, he went through it with me again and at the end of that I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior you know I don't know what I was thinking you know let me just hear it one more time one more time maybe I'll hear something I'll hear something different that will allow me to reject Christ you know God didn't stop telling me the truth and I didn't I didn't quit listening. God saved me. Yeah, but lots of people get saved. You know, God saves us so that we can serve him. He saves us so that we can serve him. And I started serving my Lord and Savior in the church. First thing I did for my Savior was I became an usher. I became an usher in the church. And uh, shortly after that, I volunteered to drive a church bus. It was actually a van. And um, first time I drove that van, I had Jennifer and our, our two youngest kids, or our two oldest kids, I should say. So I was guaranteed four on the bus that day. And uh, they gave me a list of names, and uh, there were only three stops on that route. Only one of them came. Only one of them came that day. And, uh, you know, I heard after, after I'd been uh, going to church for, it was probably over a year or so, I don't know how long it was. But, you know, we're fellowshipping, and, uh, and one of the men stated that a new Christian should never start serving God in the bus ministry. He said, it's too hard and uh, I don't know maybe I was just too stupid to start in the bus ministry 
But, uh, you know, if, if we're going to do anything for God, Satan's not going to make it easy for us. I don't care what it is, teaching a Sunday school, uh, leading a Bible study. Um, you know, serving God brings difficulties. Brings difficulties to our lives. I remember distinctly that one year during vacation Bible school, I had 90 kids on a 66-passenger bus. Um, Now, I don't know how smart that was, but, uh, but serving God, I was an usher, uh, bus ministry, Wednesday night, began to teach the kids. I became a deacon in the church and eventually surrendered to full-time service as a missionary. I didn't quit. I didn't quit serving God. I had to quit my job. I had to quit the ministries in the local church where I was at. I went off to Bible college at the, the young age of 38. And after four and a half years, when they handed me my bachelor's degree, I'll never forget, I had one of my professors. You know, I was about the same age of a lot of the professors. And uh, one of the professors came up to me, and as he shook my hand and congratulated me, he shared with me that he thought I was going to quit. Bill, I thought you were going to quit. Now, full disclosure, I, had, I became very ill in the final semester, so I had to uh, sit out that semester. It took me an extra one. But I didn't quit. I didn't quit. Before going to the mission field there in the Yucatan, we went for a year of language school in Costa Rica to learn Spanish. And I'll, uh, again, I'll never forget when, uh, when handed my diploma by the president of the school, the president of the school shared that she thought I was going to quit. You know, and I'm thinking, what do I got quit written on my forehead somewhere? What? What is going on here? Now, in that instance, full disclosure, it was Jennifer's turn to become uh, ill. She, she went in the hospital, and, and uh, for some reason, um, they thought that I would pack up and leave, but, uh, but we didn't quit. When we finally arrived in Merida, Yucatan, one of the first questions I remember getting was, when are you going to leave? When are you going to quit? In May of this year, we will have completed 16 years on the field in Yucatan. Now, over the years, for some reason, people have thought that uh, I was going to quit. But contrary to those expectations, we haven't quit. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm too stupid to quit. I don't know. But I want to encourage every one of you here today, tonight. First, I want to encourage you. You're not stupid. Now, how would I know that? I don't know you. Well, I know you're not stupid because you're here. Because you're in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. 
I also want to encourage everyone, every one of you, don't quit. Don't quit. Serve God with your life. Now, what makes someone quit? Real quickly, real quickly, open up your Bibles to the book of Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to read the first 10 verses in Galatians chapter 6. If you're able, I'm going to ask you to stand at the reading of the Word of God. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. The Bible tells us, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for your word, and we pray your blessings upon this reading of your holy word. Pray that you would prepare hearts, Lord, that, that this message would be your message, Lord, and that you would change lives. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done, and we look forward, and we thank you for everything that you're going to do. Bless this time. We give it to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, there are many people who do not achieve what they want. They don't achieve what they work for. Not because of a lack of talent. Not because of a lack of desire. Because they simply quit before they reach their goal, before they reach their goal. The Christian response we see in verse 1 there. If a man be overtaken in a fault, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. There are several reasons why a person decides to quit. Galatians 6.5, for every man 
shall bear his own burden. The first one I want us to see is people quit because of difficulty. Because of difficulty. There are obstacles in the path. The trials and the tribulations of life come. And the life of the Apostle Paul is a great example. His life was anything but easy. You know, being faithful to God's calling put Paul's life in danger over and over and over again. Paul suffered intense persecution, terrible hardships. He was often in great need, not for doing wrong, but for doing what was right. In 2 Corinthians, turn back, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, real quick. Verses 24 through 28. We read about some of Paul's hardships. Verse 24, the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. There were many reasons for Paul to quit. That's quite a list. But he never quit. He never quit. Now the hardships made some of his fellow laborers quit. We, we know about Mark, who quit the first missionary journey. We've read about Demas, who decided that the things of the world were more to be desired, more to be desired than the difficulties of following Christ. Yet despite all the difficulties that Paul endured, Paul continued. He never quit. Paul declared in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. You know, there are times when difficulty comes because of something we have done wrong. I made, I've made my share of mistakes as a missionary. None of which, I might add, make it into the prayer letter. But, uh, but many times, you know, the opposition and the hardships 
that come, we experience, are because we're doing right. We're doing right. And our enemy, the devil, is trying to get us to stop serving God. As Christians, our love for Christ should be so great that nothing can stop us from serving Him. We've looked at the difficulty. People quit when they experience difficulty. Secondly, I want us to see people quit after they experience disappointment. The disappointment of being a failure. We don't have time, but you might want to mark this down if you're taking notes. 2 Chronicles 15, 1 through 7. This is where Asa, who is one of the better kings of the nation of Judah, the southern kingdom, Asa was troubled. He was distressed because of the enemies that were threatening his nation. And God sent the prophet Azariah sent the prophet Azariah with a message of hope and encouragement for Asa. And the message to Asa from God acknowledged that the troubles that God's people were experiencing was due to the fact of their unfaithfulness to God. Yet the message to Asa also offered hope. It offered hope that God would reward the efforts, the efforts and the work of those who refuse to allow themselves to become discouraged and give up. Very few things work perfectly from the start. Sometimes the difference between success and failure is found in whether we give up or not, whether we quit. If we refuse to quit because initially we experienced disappointment of failure, we will find that God is faithful. God is faithful to reward our efforts. God is looking for people whose faith in him is stronger, stronger than the obstacles that they face. So we've seen people quit when they experience difficulty. People quit when they experience disappointment, disappointment of being a failure. Thirdly, finally, people quit after they experience being completely drained. Drained to the point of exhaustion. In the book of Judges, chapter 7, we read about Gideon. Gideon's great victory over the Midianites. We understand that Gideon started with an army of valiant men. 30,000 strong. And God whittled that down to just 300. To just 300. And God gave Gideon the victory with those 300. 
Now Gideon could have contented himself with the great initial victory God gave his 300 warriors. But instead, Gideon chased the Midianites all the way across the Jordan River, out of the country. In Judges chapter 8, verse 4, we read, And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over he and the 300 men that were with him, faint, yet pursuing. Faint, yet pursuing them. The Bible tells us that Gideon faced opposition. He faced criticism from, from some of his own countrymen, but he didn't quit. He continued. He grew weary and faint, but he kept pursuing. He kept pursuing the greatest victory are not always won by those with the most talent or the most ability, but by those who simply will not stop until the victory is won. Life can make us tired, but it can't make us quit unless we let it. If we're looking for reasons to quit, We can always find them. We can always find a reason to quit. But God is looking for those who are committed. God is looking for those who are dedicated, who are consistent in his work. Paul wrote, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. The faithful life requires humility. The faithful life requires obedience. It's not easy, but it is right. I read this, that the goal of faithfulness is not that we will do work for God, but that God will be free to do his work through us, through us. God calls us to his service and places tremendous responsibility on us. God expects us not to complain. God expects us not to complain. And quite often, God offers us no no explanation. God wants to use us. God wants to use us as he used his son. And if we are faithful to God, faithful to God, we reject the temptation to quit serving God at every difficulty, at every disappointment, and when we're drained to the point of exhaustion, our lives are a success. No matter what the world may think, may God help us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you. We thank you for the opportunities you've given us to serve you, Lord. 
And Lord, there might be one here tonight. Perhaps they're considering quitting. I pray that you would just encourage that heart. Lord, give them what they need to keep pursuing, even though they may be faint. They may feel like they're a failure. They may be facing great difficulty. Lord, I pray that you would give, give that person what they need to continue on serving you. Lord, if there's one here tonight that doesn't know Christ as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you would touch that heart and give them a clear understanding of the need for the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. Lord, I pray that you would have your way and your, your, your will and your way in these next few moments. Lord, meet every need according to your will. And we'll be, we'll be thankful to give you all the praise and the honor and the glory for all that you do. And we pray this all in the precious name of